Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick, how are you? How's your week been? It's been good, Mel. And how are you? You settled into your new place now? I mean, I wouldn't even say it's organised chaos. I would just say it's chaos. But I have a bed, a sofa, TV, you know, the important mm-hmm. things. Yeah, the essentials. You're good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, all good. It was fantastic to see you last week face-to-face. I know. I had so much fun. Thank you. Me it was too. a lovely weekend. Yeah. Uh, it does make me realise how much I miss uh, being within – uh, cooey distance of you, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, well, I'll see you in a couple of months anyway. So you will, you will. Mm. Now, uh, so <clears throat> last week, I listeners spoke to Craig. I this can attest to him being alive as of last week, uh, and you know, and it was a very, you know, I wouldn't say lengthy conversation, but, you know, a short, long conversation. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, so all of you out there, I can attest that Nick hasn't uh, disposed of his body. No, no. And he is still here. He's in the lounge room. He did come out and annoy me a short time ago, and I can't guarantee there won't be a guest appearance by Mr. Annoyance. I mean, we'd love recording. a guest appearance. I mean, you know, we've been we've been wanting one for weeks. So uh, yep. let's see. <laughs> uh, he is always more than welcome. Now, uh, Nick, talking about uh, disposing of bodies, I know you were just yep. talking about a book you were reading, and yeah, um, it's set like uh, you know, I think in the early. 11, 1200s, um, that kind of era, and um, it's total fiction. But I have to say the way they got rid of bodies, it was they had it easy then. Like like (laughs) I said, there's no CTTV, there's no DNA, there's no fingerprinting. And if they really wanted to get rid of someone but didn't want anybody to know, they just lured them into the woods um, and then kind of got rid of them and then got one trusted person, in this case, to help her out getting rid of said corpse, yep. um, and that was fine. And, yeah, didn't get found out, just said, oh, so-and-so, he left to go back to his hometown, mm-hmm. you know, to, to his, where, you know, his, not his castle, they weren't castles, you know, his settlement. Um, and so, oh, okay, and so nobody thinks anything untoward until like seven days yeah. later the guy hasn't turned up yeah. and then his body is found, oh, you know, must have been waylaid by bandits. Um, despite wow. the fact that he's been split from head to toe and his entrails are popped out, but, you know, they're obviously gruesome bandits. Um, yeah. So, and the next one was was kind of similar. There's one towards the end of the book where someone's husband kind of realises, oh, I could be in a bit of strife here. I could stay and defend my wife and child, but no, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a runner, which is fine because the guy she originally wanted married, he's he's ready to step up anyway. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, okay, well, you know, we're going to have to get rid of so-and-so. He said he's gone over to Ireland. Um, but he may have been intending to make his way to Ireland, but the other guy caught up with him before he left and he, he wasn't going anywhere. Um, 
Yeah, so people and his just, body didn't get discovered either. So, you know, it was like, oh, well, so-and-so did a runner and, oh, look, he must have got waylaid by bandits too. Wow. Very convenient for everyone involved. I mean, also from uh, last last week's conversation around uh, disappearing, you could just uh, disappear and and no one would sort of know. Yeah, yeah. Well, if this guy had have disappeared, everyone had an idea where he was going to go, but mm. they would have had, you know, this is set in Brittany, and they would have had to go to Ireland to find him anyway. Um, and, you know, he had like, I think he had like a whole two days head start, and they're like, oh, he can't have gone far in two days. And I'm thinking, no, he probably couldn't, but he's mm-hmm. probably still not alive. And, you know, <laughs> he wasn't. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, it, okay. was, it was very convenient the way, um, this is the first book, the way she tied it all up and together. It was very, yes. No. Very conveniently. And all I could think of was that was a bit easy, wasn't it, kiddies? And um, what was the book called? Because just in case uh, anyone wants to yep. read it. Okay. Uh, it's Lady Macbeth had. And okay. it's based, yeah, loosely on, you know, she's taken one of Shakespeare's characters early on and played with it and stuff like okay. that. It's, it was actually quite good. I actually bought it <laughs> on my way down to you in Brisbane Airport and okay. finished it on the plane on the way home. So, yeah. So a proper yeah. airport yeah. read. Yeah, proper airport read. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. And mm-hmm. um, tell me, um, you've been doing some research a little bit, Agatha Christie. So we know Agatha Christie yeah. a a poison uh, in her and it's probably one of the most common uh, methods of murder that she used in her stories. What, yep. what poisons have you got for us this week? Okay, well, I went on a... Um, site called Grunge, but mm-hmm. they also get some of their stuff from a BBC website. It says that on there. But this is the one that fascinated me because I, be- I believe, I don't know if you still can, but I know when I first married Craig, you could still buy this stuff. Oh. Okay. So we're talking rural village in Hungary in 1911. Mm-hmm. There's a midwife who's come to town. Her name's Julius. Um, and she's middle-aged, you know, and they're saying, oh, she had a husband, but he's rumored to disappeared. Could have been a bit sus, but, hey, we need a midwife. We'll welcome her into the town anyway. Okay. So that's fine. But what she used to do is she used to boil flypaper on her stove to remove the arsenic and then put the arsenic in um, a water and mix it as a tonic. Yeah. And she decided that she, having been a midwife, she saw some of the women in the village giving birth and, you know, some of them had black eyes and, you know, dislocated limbs while giving mm. birth. She's like, oh, there's some real, real not nice husbands in this town. Yep. I think we might give these women some of this water. And so she did to give them to their violent husbands. At least 50 women bought the arsenic water and they dubbed themselves the angel makers of, I think it's pronounced Nagrin, um, and they developed a code. Men, women, um, male lovers, women and children were off limits, but, of course, people decided to hold grudges against family yep. members so that soon got kiboshed and it was a, like a free-for-all. But, okay, so this started in 1911, okay? It mm. wasn't until 1929 census that the authorities thought, hmm, something's a bit suspicious here. Okay. And so 12 women were found guilty of murder. The death toll from this arsenic water could have been as high as 300. What? They were only able to confirm 46 actual cases. I think they're a little liberal with their uh, I think they are. They're just like, you know, they were just like, it was like, and, you know, I mean, now I know there was war in between and everything and, you know, Mm. would have been lots going on. But still, that's 
you know, that's like nearly 10 years after the war ended yeah. to be going, hmm, I haven't seen Salmo's husband for about mm. ooh, a decade. Yeah. Um, I wonder what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I found that one a bit, I'm like, really? Yeah, okay. Mental note, don't get crazy. to take me to Hungary. It's okay, people. We've been, I survived. Um, yes. <laughs> 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 wow. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, arsenic's quite quite common, isn't it? To yeah. A flower wallpaper, Agatha Christie one that uh, yes, yes. was arsenic. I know is the one the you mean. Yeah, it's the arsenic is the poison and it's, yes. can't remember yes, what it's I called. I remember that one. Yeah. No, but I can even remember because the wallpaper changed colour. Yeah, so yeah. didn't it go from purple yeah. to blue? Purple or, to blue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's scary so, that we know that, isn't it? But, well, you know, bit of an Agatha Christie fan, yeah, uh, obviously, and uh, uh, you know, I could watch them over and over again. The uh, BBC versions, I think yeah. they're BBC or they're ITV. Not sure. Um, I think they're actually originally BBC picked up okay. by ITV in the end, but yeah. Um, so then I thought, okay, well, you know, so I'd read this historical book. So the next one that came up um, was from ancient Rome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so there's this chick, and I can't pronounce her name, so we'll just call her Lou. Um, okay. And she was famous for her ability to boil up some deadly poisons. Now, she was convicted of numerous crimes during the reign of Claudius, um, but Claudius and his wife Agrippa had good use, you know, decided that, hey, you know, she could be quite handy getting rid of some of our fellow, um, you know, enemies. So they decided she got pardoned a lot. Anyway, so anyway, Agrippa, who's a second wife of... Claudius, um, she had to prepare a batch of poison to dispatch of said Claudius in order to wait, clear the way for Nero. Mm. And so Agrippa actually requested the poison delay his death until after the banquet where he served his favourite dish of mushrooms. See, people, this is why I do not trust mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Mushrooms are evil. Um, they not. can't be trusted. They don't hide poison well. So he eats his favourite dish, scoffs down some mushrooms, probably mm. a couple of gallons of, you know, red wine as well. But by the time he's carried from the banquet, he's actually unconscious, but he looks like he's just drunk. Um, okay. And then, of course, he passes away. And so Agrippa's going, oh, you know, thanks, Lou. That was, that was a good job. So Nero comes to power and Nero's going, hmm, yeah, she could be handy too. And so, again, she commits numerous crimes under Nero and that, that's all fine until she's asked to get rid of Nero. So okay. she goes, oh, well, you know, got rid of one, get rid of the next one. That's that's not a problem. But um, Nero's replacement actually was clued on to what was happening. He's going, I don't want to be next. And so he actually he actually um, had her convicted and I think he either burnt her at the stake or chopped her head off. Lovely. Mm. So we've mm. got uh, certainly some women poisoners there. So yep. um, there yep. is, there, I don't know if you've heard the theory that uh, women are most likely to call, cause, you know, someone's yeah. death by poison. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what what else have you got? Who else have you got? Well, this was, and now you have to admit, this one came up under the, under the heading of, but sometimes mistakes do happen. Ooh. Okay. And this dates back to 1858 in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. 200 people got sick in Bradford and 20 actually died. Okay, and 10%. The culprit, okay. Yeah, the culprit was the candy called the humbug. And it now, was bought from a single striped store. Candy, yeah, the striped isn't it? one. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So at the time, the sugar price was really high. 
Yep. And so many confectioners substituted with a safe mix of plaster of Paris and limestone for sugar. Oh, gosh. Apparently it was called daft. It was pretty gross but not poisonous, although it did look like arsenic. And here's the problem. So the local candy maker, William, or Humbug Billy, as he was known, stopped in at his usual pharmacy in Shipley to pick up his batch of daft for his candies because, you know, sugar was too high. Mm-hmm. But the pharmacy, because they looked alike, had mixed up the labels on the daft Ooh. and the arsenic. So when he cooked up the 40-pound batch of humbugs, each one had enough arsenic in it to kill two people. Whoopsie. Ooh. I'm surprised. So, this is why you don't eat humbugs, people. people. I mean. I know. They are, uh, well, boiled sweet, so they're quite a hard sweet. I'm not not a fan. Uh, no, personally. neither am I. I'm particularly not now. Exactly. Now I know why I don't like them. Um so they are some good uh, poisonous stories. Do we have a uh, do we have yeah, a guest? Hold on, we're about to have a guest appearance. Oh, no. here we go. He's actually alive. Uh, <laughs> witnessing uh, Craig in oh, two guest appearances. Oh, and Cito. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The cutest. That's yeah, the dog is, hey. Yeah, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, well, I um, well, we were talking uh, what a couple of episodes about. Um, imagine if someone discovered our search uh, terms mm-hmm. on Google, and you know, could we be committed? Could we be, you know, uh, charged with yeah. the crime? Well, it turns out that the podcast I was listening to, Finding Anna, uh, the gentleman who uh, is on trial, I'm I'm not sure of sort of the date of the podcast, but is on sort of trial and the podcast Mm -hmm. is is going through his trial, is committed. So his wife disappears. They Mm -hmm. assume murdered. Uh, it's it's New Year's Eve, January the 1st. Uh, no one sees her from, from New Year's Eve. And they're pretty sure that the husband has done it. So he's now on trial and they read the 21 Google searches that he Oops. did on his son's iPad. And they read it in order. Now, there is time in between each of these Google searches and I'm going to read them out. I didn't get them perfectly right, but you'll get sort of the vague thing. So the first one is how long before a body smells? <laughs> okay. And then and then we move on to how to stop a body decomposing. Ew. Yeah. And then 10 ways to dispose of a body, which, I mean, why? 10 why? ways. I mean, Ten. you just want one, you don't you? one. Uh, oh, and there's the book bit at the end if you really need to in the search. So 10 ways to dispose of a body if you really need to. So it's sounding a bit. Uh, so um, initially on the 31st or New Year's Eve, they had friends over and then these sort of search- searches are happening on the 1st of Jan with time in between so he's he he pops off and and goes and does something else you know maybe trying to make the body not smell or stop decomposing Mm -hmm. and then he switches how long does someone have to be missing to inherit so that's the giveaway right 
Yeah, I mean, he's pretty quick now. I mean, he is, so isn't he's he? trying to hide his search by having done it, I think, on his son's iPad. Uh, and then, can you throw away body parts? What does formaldehyde do? So he's, you know, he's really thinking uh-huh. now. How, how do I get yeah. rid of the body? How long does DNA last? Wow, he's is really I, thinking this. And he's thinking it through. Can identify? And he's coming back, isn't he, to do further searches? Yeah. So he's having a thought, coming back. The body's obviously there, decomposing. Busying. Can identification be made through partial remains? Obviously, I mean, you know, we're assuming. Yeah, assuming. Uh, dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. So we're, we're getting a bit like. Yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to think this was a spur of the moment idea and he didn't think his plan through. No, definitely he hasn't listened to the pod. Uh, and I mean, but also it's it's more of this. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming she's dead at this point. I mean, obviously, mm. you know, maybe he's uh, just does what I we do when he's doing a podcast. Mm. Um, but then it goes down to even more specific of how to clean blood from a wooden floor. Oh, okay. Then we've got luminol to de- detect blood. <laughs> then what happens when you put body parts in ammonia? Okay, and then it is, uh, so I think last one on January the 1st is, is it best to throw away crime scene clothes or keep them? Uh, I didn't write that one very well. He obviously goes to bed, goes to sleep, um, and then on January the 2nd, so the next day, he masks himself up, gloves himself up, um and he purchases three rugs he also googles hacksaw best tool to dismember can you be charged with murder without a body and can you identify a body with broken teeth so it's sounding pretty horrific right now Mm. but then he's masked up he's got um all of his his sort of uh you know he's trying to cover his tracks Mm -hmm. And he's seen at Home Depot on camera buying $400 worth of cleaning products, a hatchet, oh. coveralls, you know, and all the yeah. paraphernalia. Now, mm-hmm. his phone is tracked to, um, you know, a site where they think yep. she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's seen him putting a bag in the bin, like a big mm-hmm. body yep. type bag. Bag. And, you know, he's caught on Home Depot uh, buying all these products and bought them on his normal card. Yeah, going with the not real bride again. I know. And also just don't kill Don't do it in the first place. Yeah. It results in not having to do all these searches and you save yourself 400 bucks at Home Depot. Exactly. How expensive was that? I mean. I know. Yeah, but you can sort of see the story with his searches, just where it's almost oh, like, yeah, you know, it's almost like he's he's killed her, and yep. then oh shit, how long before a body starts to smell? What do I do now? 
Oh God, how long before a body starts to decompose? Oh my God. Oh my God, how do I get rid of a body? Body, tap, tap, tap. Yeah, Yeah, furiously (laughs) tapping away Mm -hmm. at the screen. And then, you know, he's starting to now uh, walks away from the computer, you know, whatever he's done, mm-hmm. you know, he's doing. And then it's like, oh, how long before someone's missing and I can inherit? Inherit. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so, shocking. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. I know. So that, yeah. uh, I haven't finished listening to the podcast. I, I think it's mm-hmm. uh, live updates, um, so it might be current. But mm-hmm. he is... Uh, there's no body still, so they still haven't found wow. out. And he's on trial for obviously all of this mm-hmm. um, evidence, and the the searches are are quite, you know, that's his case hinges on them. I'd say so. I'd say it would. Yeah, wow, that's. Yeah. I know. What a that's next level. Nutter. Yeah, next level. Mm. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It just takes so much time and energy and money, people. Yeah. Now, Nick, are you running this week? This week? Yes, I'm running tomorrow. Mm. Ah, and uh, what time are you mm. getting up to uh, to run? <laughs> and you can bring it up. Uh, I'm going to get up at three thirty because I'm going to be down at Rabina at five thirty. I mean, have you ever thought that that it's too early to get up that early. Um, I'm probably going to have less of a problem with it than Craig does because oh, no. Craig didn't get up to go to park run today, but I did. Um, but I've told Craig he can't win and complain because he actually signed up for this race before I did because my original event was going to do the trail. Yep. A big tree decided to fall over on the course and because it's remote, they couldn't get to it to clear the path. Oh, so that one got postponed. Oh, yeah, well so and then so um, I signed up for this instead. Yep. So, yeah. But, yeah, the reason we've got to get up so early is because we didn't go down today and get our bibs because we stayed home with Zito because he's yeah. going to be home alone for a fair chunk of tomorrow. Oh. But our neighbours are going to come in and feed him around 7, 7.30. But we think if it's not raining, which it shouldn't be, we'll probably yep. have to put him outside when we go at 4. And what time is your park run normally on a Saturday? Seven. I mean, and, you know, I, was I doing... rant my park runs at eight yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and I rant because I think that's too early. Seven, that's just like illegal time. Like it's No, it's not. Bad. But you got to remember, it still gets warm up here. And today we had my friend's little, oh, he's not little anymore, he's about, he's going to be 12 soon, mm-hmm. um, Nick, Bell did his 100th chronic term side, which isn't bad when you're not quite 12. Um, That's sensational. And the time you ran it, sensational too. It did just under 21 minutes today, I think. Um, But I also had balloons and cake for him, so I had to get up early and make sure. I I remembered to take it all. That was a big thing. Um, So, yeah. Well done. Crazy person. That's all right. I tried to have a na-na-na today. Did you successfully have a na-na-na? I kind of was, but then my neighbour decided he needed to cut down some trees. Oh. Mm. Well, I mean, you may be able to hear in the background screaming children uh, and that's, uh, I don't know, my new area, I haven't established mm-hmm. it yet. But I am very excited because before it gets dark, which it will soon, I'm going to go and walk down on the beach because <gasps> I now live oh, near Jay. the beach. Yep. So oh, I won't 
run tomorrow because I am way too sore from moving. But yeah. I can run along the beach now. <gasps> oh, so jelly. Mm. Oh, that's going to be awesome. You're going to love it. It'll be awesome. Bug up. Yes, I'm going run. down to Gold Coast, but I'm not running around the beach. I'm running around some very nice streets in Rabina. Nice. And then I finish at Seabus Stadium. actually get to run in the stadium. Oh, fantastic. Well, yeah. good luck. Run Thank you. fast but not too fast. Mm-hmm. And please, please don't run too fast to start with. Uh, it's me, so I can't guarantee that, but I will try. <laughs> pace I will try because we've got dinner with my parents, so I have to pace myself. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, I will talk to you. Love the tiara uh, this week Thank as well. You. I will start putting some of our videos uh, up on YouTube uh, mm-hmm. and some clips on our Instagram. If anyone wants to follow us, we're on Instagram on Murder Club for Beginners podcast and our email is murderclubforbeginnersp at gmail.com. So. Yay. Feel free to reach out, DM us if you've got some really good stories uh, that, well, are pretty much about anything. We'll read most yep. of anything and, <laughs> you know, share, share your animals. We would uh, we would definitely love to see anyone's we would. pets. Yay. All right. Well, don't murder right. I won't murder anyone if you don't murder anyone. I won't if you won't, so we won't together. We're, we're good. Yep. Awesome. Well, I will talk to you next week and see you everyone else. Okay. Have a good week, Mel. Bye. Bye.